you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Is anybody going to have one, two, three touchdowns in Lambeau tonight? We will see. Welcome inside Good Morning Football, presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky, live here in New York City, Thursday, November 17th, setting the stage for another great weekend of football. I'm Jamie Erdahl. Kyle Grant, Peter Schrager, Jason McCourty. It's Throwdown Thursday. It's time to debate a couple topics here. We're going to keep it right here on Thursday Night Football. Titans, Packers, uh, Prime Video, and you can watch it on yeah. NFL+. Plus. There are two absolute superstars taking the field tonight in Derrick Henry mm. and Aaron Rodgers. So our first throwdown, it all comes down to numbers, speaking of math and science degrees. By the end of the game tonight, will Henry, Derrick Henry, have more rushing attempts, or will Aaron Rodgers have more pass completions? Yeah, for me on this one, Derrick Henry obviously is going to get the ball a ton. It's going to be a cold-weather game, and that's just what the Titans do. But I'm going with Aaron Rodgers' completions. And the reason I'm doing that, Jeffrey Simmons on the Tennessee Titans, a defensive tackle, he will be back. He'll be playing in this game. And the Titans have one of the best defenses against the run in the entire NFL. And I think they're going to go out there tonight and they're going to shut down Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon and those guys. And it's going to force Rodgers to throw the ball. So he will have more completions than rush attempts of Derrick Henry. That doesn't mean they're going to be down the field completions and, and big plays, but he's going to be throwing the ball, and I think he'll have uh, some of those dink and dunk passes mm-hmm. that we see him do mm. sometimes. You know, the Titans played the Packers, I believe, last year, and, and LaFleur and the Packers, or maybe two years ago, just absolutely blew out his former team. Like, blew out very well. I think it was 41-7, and it was up mm. in Lambeau. It was one of those things where it was like... Eh. I think Vrabel's coming in there, and there's no one talking about the Titans because that's what people do. They don't talk about the Titans. Right. I think he's going to make a statement. I think it's going to be that Derrick Henry game that we get in primetime where everyone comes away and is like, why don't we talk about Derrick Henry in the MVP conversation, which we do every year at this point of the season when he has one of these games. I- Can I interrupt? Peter, what's the Derrick Henry uh, Hall of Fame case right now? How- where's that headed? <laughs> you want, for- oh. want a hot take? Yeah. Take down the Derrick Henry footage. Let me Go to my Peter number. on cam. Oh, I've learned this term over Peter the years. Peter single. Talk to him, Peter. Peter single. 
If Derrick Henry never takes another snap in the NFL, he's going to the Hall of Fame. He's in? He's in. Okay. 2000. He's the greatest running back of his generation. Mm-hmm. You cannot write the history of this sport and talk about this generation and not include Derrick Henry. What he's done over the last three or four years mm. puts him in that conversation. That's my statement. Oh. I think he makes another big game tonight. He has changed the way the position is played. No, he hasn't, How- though. No, he hasn't. No, because no one else does it. Yeah. No, but his build, when you watch him there play. There is another one. That's why I make the that's point. That's my point. He's, one one. he's right. One like, one. he has changed it. Like, yeah. our expectation for what they should look like and how they should play will forever, he is the new standard. That is my point. Has I he just brought it you. back? I agree with you. Yeah. yeah. No, I know. Like, yes. George. My point is, yes. he's such a unicorn. Right. Yeah. yeah. That he's the six foot six, that he's not supposed to exist, and they've tried. That's why he There's deserves no one else like him. Yes. You got to line him up in the slot. You got to do him on zip mode. People really think that that's not a thing? That, that, Sure. Right now, he has to play more. He has to play differently. Oh, he people, to... no. he doesn't have the oh. numbers. Yeah. He doesn't have the, the rings. He doesn't have anything. What do you think? Come up a little short oh. in the post. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I, I just, it's, it's so hard to crown. Like, D-Han is still, he's still young. Like, he still has so if much. If he never time. plays again, another snap, Jason, are you putting him in the Hall of Fame? So you're, you're saying all of this without pulling up the numbers or anything. Yeah. You're just saying impact on the game. I just feel like as soon as you say that, that brings so many other people in the conversation where they're just like, well, if you're talking about impact on the game, Eli Manning beats Belichick uh-huh. and Tom Brady uh-huh. in two Super Bowls. You can't write NFL history. And then you may pull up the numbers and you're just like, well, like the other Hall of Fame quarterbacks are way over here. He's So I just feel like it's more mm-hmm. than just it's like writing the story yeah. of the NFL. Like mm-hmm. it has to be that and, and then, mm-hmm. hey, he's this point, that point statistically, too, amongst all the other ones. Mm. Julian Elliman, Super Bowl MVP, yeah. playoff records of receptions, touchdowns. It's, it's, does that make him in, 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 uh, in the Hall of okay. Fame conversation? Like, Do you find your argument is punchier when you say, like, he doesn't play another yeah. snap and he's in? And yeah. that's what you're trying to accomplish lot. here? Yeah, I also feel the same way about Tyreek Hill. Mm. I think Tyreek Hill's done things in this league and he's not even 30 years old and ever... I think Tyreek Hill's a Hall of Famer. He's the greatest game breaker I've ever seen uh-huh. as far as a singular talent. I think the Hall of Fame is, is, is a very hallowed place, but I also know this generation. I think Derrick Henry is a Hall of Famer. Mm. I don't think he's in yet. I don't, I don't think he's in yet. The 2,000 yards helps him a lot, and that's mm-hmm. a really rare mm-hmm. club. And I think it helped Terrell Davis get him. Terrell Davis had two Super Bowl championships. I don't think he's in yet, but I think he could get Chris that. Chris Johnson, yeah. 2,000 yards. Chris Johnson, yeah, but again, 2,000 yards, and then it kind of he didn't have that strongest second half of the career. No, never even in a conversation never about in a Hall conversation. of Fame. Fred, they, Ta- Fred Taylor's not in the Hall of Fame. No, but at least he's talked about. Yeah, I'm I, saying, like, I understand your point. Right. <laughs> yeah. Roger Craig right. isn't in the Hall of Fame. Roger Craig's really good. High knees. I like him. I got Derek Henry. All right. Okay. <laughs> Cowboys are coming off that crushing loss in Green Bay. Meanwhile, the Vikings are riding high after their thrilling overtime win over the Bills. Jason, I want to start with you on this one. Uh, which team has the bigger advantage following this week? Player perspective, is it the team that's coming off a massive win or the team that had a really, really brutal overtime loss? Yeah, I mean, you can probably find the stats to pull and go each, each and every way. For me, I'm going to go my own personal battles, and I did a lot of losing throughout my career. Mm-hmm. So being able to come off a big win is everything. You come off a big win on a Sunday, you get into the meetings on Monday, coaches handing out game balls to guys, offense, defense, special teams, 
practice squad guys are getting gift cards to Ruth Chris because of what they did throughout the course of the week. There's pictures in the hallway from the game from this past. Coaches are normal people in the building that next week. You can collaborate and talk about the game plan. Home life is happier. I'm in a better mood when I come off a big win. You know how it goes. Happy wife, happy life. So for me, when you can come off that win and you can go into that week feeling good about yourself, feeling good about your team, Monday when you're watching a film, there's a bad play or something, somebody makes a joke, we all laugh. He he ha ha, bad play, but we won the game. The mood in the building after a crushing loss, like you walk in and it's just like everybody's dejected. Nobody wants to smile. Nobody wants to laugh. So for me, when you can come off that win and you can get ready for the next game, and it's another big yeah, one. Because yeah. either way, we're professionals. You're going to get up. You're going to put the preparation in. But just that good feeling, that good mojo mm. goes a long way. Yeah, I think momentum's real in football. I think a team starts believing. You start winning. Uh, this is straight from the headlines. This is the Knicks. They, the story that's going around here in New York is they had like, they started off terrible. They had this meltdown and they had this team meeting. They looked each other in the eyes and they went out to dinner, just the players. And they've been rallying off some wins right now. That happens also. I don't think Dallas is at that point of the season, though. I don't think it's like, at, like we, it's now, now or never type deal. Yeah, yeah. I feel like Dallas thinks that they're, they're, okay, we lost that one in Green Bay. We can hang with anybody. We're still a good team. To me, though, for the Vikings, and that franchise and that fan base, which has been so tortured with just heartbreaking loss, mm-hmm. the Vikings don't win that game 99 out of 100 times in knowing their history. They lose those games. And not only did they win that game, they seized that game. They went and mm-hmm. grabbed that game. And, you know, the fumble in the end zone was one thing. Allen goes and, and he ties the game. Then they have to come back and, sc- and score the field goal. And then they have to come back and stop them with the pick. So I think for the Vikings, that was huge. That's erasing a lot of demons in this franchise's history. Yeah, true. I have a working theory that um, uh, if a team has a crushing defeat, it is the player's job to pull your pants up and go back out yeah. and perform. Uh, if you have a win like the Vikings did, I think it's the coach's job to regulate emotions. And not to, not to bring you down, but to... Uh, pull you back into mm-hmm. reality. And so I think the responsibility falls on people differently after a game, and this is just purely through my observations of mm-hmm. walking into a facility like a week later. Yeah. But oftentimes I find that when a team loses, the players feel mm-hmm. that. When a team wins, the coaches have to kind of bring you back to yeah. steady Eddie. Yeah, and the Vikings have such a new coach. Yeah. But like I, I think that they're loving life right now. It's like that game, it, they shouldn't have won in a million different ways. And I think when you start – you know, you win the toss in overtime, and, and oh, you came up short on the sneak, but then they fumble. I, I think you feel like there's something going on here. Yeah. Like we're, yeah. we're like a team of destiny. Just imagine if you're cousins. You got Jefferson, who could just do anything. You got Dalvin behind you. At the deadline, they went out and got you a new tight end. Like they're just spoiling him. I think he's re- look. Y- you guys know I'm a little friendly with Kirk. I talked to him a little bit this week. Just mostly just busting shots, but he's really happy, really thrilled. Like, this is the team he's been waiting for. This is the season he's been waiting for since he was growing up in Barrington, Illinois. I think they're blessed right now in so many different ways. I can't believe they won that game still. And when you win a game like that, I just think there's something like, well, we're supposed to win these games. I actually think they're going to beat Dallas soundly. I really do. And I think Dallas is going to have issues. I think they feel great. Mm. I think considering how that game went, a lot of it had to do with where they were and who they were playing. If that game was as wonky as it was against any other opponent. In Buffalo? In Buffalo against the Bills of Miami. It was snowing at one point. They usually play that game against the Lions at home and lose. That's the Vikings. Now they're winning a big road game. Exactly. Uh, We're going to talk about them again later in the show. But coming up, we've got a Super Bowl team. Yeah. Show absolutely. Cowboys legendary coach Jimmy Johnson wakes up with Good Morning Football and you guys at home next. Let's go. This choose to make a debut. Has Jimmy not been? I don't think he has. Greatest guy.
you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's it. going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. I mean, he's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. If we are uh, smiling and have a certain buzz right now, That's it's right. because we are now joined by not only a Hall of Fame uh, head coach of, of, of college game, he also led the Dallas Cowboys and was a Hall of Fame coach of the NFL. He's got Super Bowl titles and... He's quite frankly one of my favorite people in the world. Uh, let's welcome in with no further ado, Mr. Jimmy Johnson. Hey, all right. Good to be here, Peter. Uh, love having you on, Coach. And I got to start with this. First of all, swagger, Super Bowl, let's go. brass balls, and footballs <laughs> written by you and Dave Hyde. Just came out on Tuesday. You get back from Cutter. You're, you're a little fresh off a flight from Doha, and now we're selling books. Tell us about this book and why now? Why now are you writing a book about what it means to be a championship head coach? Well, Peter, uh, and my attorney, Nick Christen, said, you know, you've got so many people, you know, coming down to the Keys. Uh, uh, Jason, you'll know this. Uh, Bill Belichick comes down about, about every year or so. But, you know, coaches and general managers and owners, uh, not even, you know, not even just football people. I've had basketball people and baseball people come down, want to talk about evaluating talent, building a team, et cetera. He said, you need to write a book. 
And so I got into it about evaluating talent and building the team. And then we got into some other stories. And the more I got into the book, uh, the more it was kind of an apology to my family and especially my two sons that I really wasn't around them a lot, you know, growing up when they were growing up because I was trying to win a championship. I felt like I had to outwork my opponent and outwork the other coaches. And so this is a little bit of an apology to my two sons and my family. Well, Jimmy, you've always had that thoughtful side to you as a broadcaster, certainly as a coach, and I know that will be in the book. Um, It's a really cool thing that is coming out this year as it pertains to the football because we're seeing this massive resurgence from the NFC East. And I know a lot of the stuff that's going to be in here, too, on the football side is take us back, coach, to the late 80s, early 90s. The the head coaches are yourself, Bill Parcells, Joe Gibbs, Buddy Ryan. And then on the field, you got Lawrence Taylor, Reggie White, and Aikman, and Troy, and Mike, and Emmett, and everybody. It was amazing. What was it like competing in that division during that era of superstars and super personalities? Well, the, you know, the, the NFC East, uh, with the exception of the Cowboys, uh, were really, really good. You know, people don't realize Tom Landry was one of the greatest coaches of all time. But we, when we went to the Cowboys, he had had three straight losing seasons, and he was 3-13, and 13, the worst team in the league. So he really didn't have a whole lot of talent. Uh, Joe Gibbs had actually worked for me. Uh, when I was uh, with the Arkansas Razorbacks, so I knew Joe. And then, of course, Bill Parcells, uh, we had visited a time or two before I got into pro football. And then Buddy Ryan, you know, he said, hey, Jimmy's going to find out there's no East Carolinas in pro football. And I said, hey, wait, uh, we're East Carolina. <laughs> now, but, but later on, I, uh, Buddy and I became friends. And I said, Buddy, I said, the only thing that that I'm thinking about is you never, ever won a playoff game. It seems like to me I've got a couple of Super Bowl rings, so maybe I came out on uh-huh. top. Uh-huh. My man. Oh my gosh, two questions in, Coach, and I just want to listen to you tell these stories all day long. But listen, if we go to the back of the book and there's another chapter that you want to write, let's talk about today's Cowboys and your relationship with them. They're coming off a really tough loss to Aaron Rodgers, the Packers. They're firmly in the playoff mix, though, talking about the NFC, which consumes our days on this show. The defense has been great. But Dak Prescott, you know what it takes to take a team all the way. Does this offense have what it takes to make a Super Bowl run this year? Jamie, I I think they do. I I said a week or so ago, I thought this was the best Dallas team that I've seen in a long time. Now, I was disappointed and surprised that they weren't able to hold on to the lead against the Packers the other night. Uh, You know, the two interceptions uh, there early uh, by Dak, you know, really hurt them. CeeDee Lamb should have broken front of the safety or else uh, that wouldn't have been an interception. But but anyway, I still think they have the talent to do it. Uh, I think they've got maybe one of the more impactful players in the entire league with Micah Parsons, uh, who again didn't play his best the other night. You know, they kind of neutralized him. But, you know, they've got an outstanding defense. They've got a lot of talent on offense. And in the NFC, really, there's four or five teams that you can throw a dart. Any one of those four or five teams could be in the Super Bowl because I don't think the NFC is as strong this year. There's no great teams. There's four or five good teams, but not great teams. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Let's flip to the other side of that Cowboys loss, and the Green Bay Packers were able to come out on top and a massive win. And now they have a quick turnaround. Thursday night football taking on the Tennessee Titans. And Aaron Rodgers, he said, and we all know it, like you just said, the NFC is wide open. There's four or five teams that can really make a run. Do you believe, though, the Packers can build off that win this past week and find their way into the playoffs? Jason, I, I think they'll be better, but I think they're in too big a hole right now. I, I don't know that they can go on a run uh, to make it back in the playoffs, but they, they will be a better team than what they've shown the last month or so. Uh, anytime you've got Rodgers, you've got a shot. Uh, but And then, you know, Watson will be better. You know, he made some catches the other night, but he's also had a bunch of drops. Uh, they, I, again, I think they're a good football team. I think they're maybe a notch below uh, some of the others, and, and like I said, uh, they're in too big a hole right now to really make an impact. Wow. I hear you, and, and that's the thing about Jimmy. Jimmy's still razor sharp. He's got football takes, and all the stuff is in the book. Um, Jimmy, I, I grew up in the suburbs of Chicago, the son of uh, a Notre Dame alumnus, and I lived and breathed <laughs> Notre Dame football, including in the late 80s, mid-80s, and I looked at these guys down from Florida with the U on their helmets. It's just this evil empire, and you were the emperor. Uh, you were a great, great, great figure in college football. Woody, when you look back on your days as the head coach of Miami and all the incredible players and coaches you worked with, uh, what comes to mind and what can we read about it in the book? Kyle, Kyle, we had so many great players. You know, uh, when I went to Dallas, you know, I thought I was a a great football coach. And then when I saw the talent in Dallas, how far down it was, I realized I won all those games at Miami because we had better players than everybody else. That's right. (laughs) I'll give you a quick story. I I was in – I I was at the Tyson-Spinks fight in Atlantic City, and I was going up the escalator, and Bill Lambeer was going down the escalator, and he says, you, you, you. I I said, hey, you know, I don't coach at Miami anymore. He said, said, I'm not hollering at Miami. It's you. You're the devil. (laughs) So Notre Dame people didn't like me. The convicts versus the Catholics. Unbelievable. Oh, my Catholic convicts. convicts. Yeah, yeah, that's right. right. Um, I got to wrap with this because when we all went into our home cams and the pandemic and all this thing, behind you was always this picture of you and Jay-Z together. And I was always like, Jimmy, there's got to be a story. I know you have a long relationship with someone named William Wesley, also known as World Wide West, as well as (laughs) Jay-Z. Take us through the relationship with you, World Wide West, and Jay-Z, and the friendship that has emerged. Well, World Wide West first came up to me. He was a 19-year-old kid uh, selling shoes in Pensacola, New Jersey. And he helped me recruit a player that went to the Giants, uh, Greg Mark. And he said, if I help you recruit him, he said, I want to get a sideline pass. So I put him on my sideline. And we built up a great relationship. I talked to him last week. He said, Coach, thanks for everything you've done in my career. He said, I love you. And I said, I love you too. In fact, uh, World Wide West and Leon Rose drove my Corvette from uh, the NFC Championship game in Dallas to Atlanta before the Super Bowl. Uh, But I've had a great relationship with him. Uh, He's uh, introduced me to a whole bunch of folks and – and uh, he's one of the most powerful guys in basketball right now. Yeah. And Jay-Z, what do we got? Jay-Z, I need to hear the Hold Jay-Z. Up. Oh, yeah, Jay-Z oh, came down for the, the Miami-Florida State game. And uh, so Jay-Z and, and 
Wes and I stood on the sidelines and we had a good time rooting on the hurricanes. And those hurricanes, they got to get out of the hole right now. They they need to get back winning. Yes, yeah, they, they got do. 99 problems, huh, Peter? Yes, they do. But Jimmy Johnson's not one. <laughs> oh my goodness, swagger. This is the book. Get the it. Book. Jason's in awe right now. I'm in awe. I, World I Wild West, Jay Z. Right. Jimmy, we love you. You're the best. You can see you every Sunday on Fox NFL Sunday. You've been the best in the business for a long, long time, and we're just trying to emulate you guys yes, with sir. what we do here at Good Morning. Football. Love it. Congratulations. Coach. Okay. Hey, I love your show. Y'all do a great job. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Our next guest, five-time Pro Bowler, three-time All-Pro, Super Bowl champion, all of that fun stuff on the football field, but he's over that. He's now an analyst. He's on Thursday Night Football for Prime Videos. And you guys know Richard Sherman, the guy, he talks, he does it all. Welcome is. to the show, Sherman. What up, dude? I appreciate you guys having me. Oh, it's always nice to have you on. Uh, you'll be there. You're, at, you're in Green Bay right now. You'll be at Lambeau Field tonight. It's a big game. Packers coming off a huge win. Everybody's talking about Rodgers and their offense. But the Tennessee Titans continue to get it done. They're at the top of the AFC South, and they continue to win football games. What are you expecting to see in tonight's game? A uh, bit of a dogfight. It's going to be cold. You know, that always favors a team that, that wants to run the ball and Tennessee wants to run the ball. Uh, you know, without Rashawn Gary 
it's been tough for the the Green Bay Packers to stop the run. Um, but Christian Watson and obviously Aaron Rodgers have, have developed a connection. That's been really positive for him. Uh, hopefully that can continue. But in this cold, it's going to be challenging. It is, especially if you're in the Packers secondary and you have to tackle Derrick Henry. Richard, at some point tonight, Henry's going to bounce to the outside and there's going to be a corner out there who's in space with Henry and has to bring him down. He's 250 pounds. What would your advice be to that corner? And who was the player during your playing days that you had to tackle in space? And you're going to say, oh, what a pain in the ass this is. Um, well, you, you stay below the waist is what I tell him. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. you get, get the legs down. Tackle the legs. Uh, and if you're not tackling a leg, that's on you. You know, you're a grown man. Everybody's a grown man out there, but everybody falls the same way. But uh, I think Steven Jackson was the one just heavy and yeah. just unnecessarily tall. Um, but he went down, you know, you hit him low and yeah. Uh, yeah, unnecessarily, you know, you know, you, no reason to be that tall <laughs> on that heavy tall. running back. <laughs> right. What you doing? What are you doing? Right. <laughs> Sherm, uh, you know who else did a grown man thing on Sunday it was Justin Jefferson. That was a grown man's catch that he had right, against right. the Bills. Easily one of the most impressive things I've seen done in a football game in a long time. I, get physical with me here. How mind-boggling is that catch in the first place? But when I saw that catch, I pushed a chair over watching the game. Like, yep. What did you do when you saw this highlight go down in this game with the Vikings? Well, first off, I know the uh, the Bills defensive coordinator probably pushed the chair down or pushed the person down. Hell yeah. Or, you know, because <laughs> the corner had two hands on the football and Justin Jefferson had one hand on the football and you let that man bring that ball down. That's that's kind of a lack of fight, you know, on his part. But that's a heck of a catch by Justin Jefferson to have one hand on it while he has two hands on it and still be able to secure that. I mean, is is insane in that situation, you know, with the game on the line, fourth down, uh, uh, it's it just incredible. You know, I'm not sure I'm, I'm, I'm allowing that from being young. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, lo- I love that you said that. I remember hearing somebody ask in primetime, could he guard Tyreek Hill? And he wouldn't even let him finish the sentence. He just kept saying, I'm prime. I'm prime. Sherm, in your prime, how are you stacking up against Justin Jefferson? Mm. Not just fine against everybody. Um, you know, I... I, I, I in that situation, you just don't go for the pick. You know, if you if you think he got a situation where he he got a chance to go after the ball and he can get it, to knock the ball down and game over. But uh, the corner wanted to go to, for the pick right there, which is understandable. But you you can't can't let him have it. You know, uh, in my prime, I think I would have been fine with anybody. Hell yeah, we love watching it. you. <laughs> yep. I'm watching all you guys play. I remember covering your games, and it would be like you guys would chirp the entire time, but then you would back it up. And as far as an Amazon show, you guys are getting better and better every week. And now you're you're entering your 10th broadcast as part of the Thursday Night Football crew. Uh, It seems like. What have you learned about this new craft? And I know you've got the great podcast and all that going on. But as a teammate of this pregame and halftime and postgame show, like what, what have you learned in 10 weeks that maybe you didn't know to start the season? Um, just just take your time and have fun with it. You know, I think you try to you try to stuff so much information and knowledge in there. You're like, hey, I got to make this point. I got to make this point. I got to make this point. And sometimes it's better to just listen, be reactive, um, be informative when you can. Um, but take your time. You know, you get up there and just want to want to spew off a thousand words a minute. Uh, and it comes off a lot better when you're calm and relaxed. 
You know, Sherm, I, I, we, we all watched you play, and we have so many memories of watching you. There was, a, there was a season, I think it was 2014. It was week one, and you guys opened at home against Rodgers and the Packers. You guys won by a lot, and he really didn't throw to you at all. And I remember you walking up to him on the field after the game saying, you avoided me, didn't you? You avoided me. And he really wanted nothing to do with what. what? Who's, Who's this? this? Who's this? Yes. 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 Look at that tiny cute baby. Who is this? Bits, what are we doing? Bits, random babies. Sterling Sharp jersey. This is Bennett. Okay, Bennett's on the net. Go to Uncle Sharp. Go to Uncle Sharp. I'm so sorry, Bert. Oh. It's the beard. You wanted the beard. You're okay. Oh, Richard, do you know that child? Richard's young Packers fan. Sterling Sharp, baby. Do you know who that is? No. (laughs) No, random Packers fan. know that child. You know, but he's being raised the right way in Green Bay, apparently. (laughs) Yeah. Why is he in the meeting? (laughs) What was the question? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They they, they, they lost me. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Is there an answer? Something about Aaron Rodgers. Yes, Aaron. Should we check our phones? All right. So, no, listen. Yes, Aaron's great. You said to him, you're avoiding me, you're avoiding me. Peter, what do you want to say? Go ahead. There's a random baby popped in his lap by Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh -uh. Don't throw to Sherm's side. (laughs) This is is unplanned. You can't can't control Fitzpatrick, baby. You can only hope to contain him. (laughs) Then let's get into that. What other kind of hijinks is is the bearded man up to in in the hotel hallways? Is he pranking you? Like, what is he doing? What's it like traveling with him? I mean, it's 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 an adventure. It's an adventure. Um, the beard is real, um, and it's uh-huh. it takes maintenance. And no, it's a lot of fun, man. It's a lot of fun. He with Tony, uh, Carissa, uh, Taylor, uh, Kaylee. You know, it's a it's a great team. Al, getting to know Al is crazy. Mm-hmm. Al is is a, mm-hmm. a, a vault of knowledge uh, all the time. Mm-hmm. And any chance you get to talk with him, first off, he's a stickler for hotels. Do not put him. Oh. In a hotel that's bad, he will. <laughs> the one, we those, we those stayed at a hotel one time. Like yeah. Right, right. We stayed at a hotel one time. He said, "Hey, if if my if my wife was would have came on this trip, she would have left me." If, if we stayed at this hotel, oh, he's like, oh "Hey, God. he's like, I watched three homeless guys walk in this hotel and walk out because they didn't think <laughs> this was acceptable." I was like, "Golly, oh, there's a standard." There's a standard. Oh, standard is a gosh. standard. I love it, Sean. Man, good. keep it going. I can't wait to see what shirt. <laughs> I, I can't believe on. he's talking about that Charlotte hotel like that. That screwed up, man. Yeah. Yeah. Just throwing yeah. 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 Don't do that, Peter. Don't do that, Peter. Wow. He's a television professional. He Don't do that. Place. He didn't name the brand. Hey, Sherm, you have fun tonight. Enjoy that Green Bay weather. Wear your gloves, hat, and all of that fun stuff. How great is Sherm? Sherm. Oh, my God. Thank you. Uh, and we got Boston next week. Oh, my God. Sure. Oh. Hand warmers in, the, in your trunk right here. Keep your All trunk right. warm, man. That'll keep your whole body That's warm it. for the whole day. You and got call it. Call the authorities about right that here. kid, too. Thank Black you. jacket, yes. but with hand warmers. Yeah. You got it. Thank you. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. 
Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless.